Welcome to episode three of my podcast, King Speaks. Um, in this episode, I want to talk about something that is not really talked about much. Um, I'm going to start off with the importance of the black father. You know, um, of course, in a son's life, the black father is very, very important. And also in a young black woman's life, because in a black woman's life, their relationship with their father depicts their idea of a man or what they want in a man. And a lot of times the lack of a father contributes to our broken relationships. And um, I also want to, you know, address, well, maybe not consider address, but, you know, I make the, as they make this podcast, you know, I, I, I have to say, I have not been father of the year. I would not take that award. Now, many people have given me compliments, but I always, I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm a big critic of myself. I always feel I can do more, and I always wanted that family structure. I didn't get it. I didn't get family structure. I got baby mothers, you know, and, um, it, you know, it happened that way. You know, things don't always go according to plan. That's something we have to accept in life. Things don't always go according to plan. But I was the one that was teased for wanting to be in monogamous relationships when I was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? I was teased because, you know, it was the thing to go from one girl to the next, especially because you're young, you know. I didn't care about none of that. That didn't please me. I had no intention of of having all these these notches on my belt, so to speak. You know, that, that would never was my intention. I wanted the whole family structure. Why? Because I grew up without my father. The, the little thing I do remember my, about my father, I remember he was the one that took us out places. My brother, he was too young to remember that or, you know, you know, we, we don't discuss it too much. I, he has a different view of my father than I do. Um, and of course, yes, he left. He, my father left when I was eight years old, as far as I can remember. Um, and he's been absent all the way up until... I would say uh, seven years ago. Seven years ago, I connected back with my father and we have a good relationship. My relationship with my father is better than my mother. Now, that, that might surprise a lot of people and that might shock a lot of people because, you know, they might sit there and say, well, your mother was the one that raised you. Your father left. Why you have a better relationship with your father? Well, for one, I can speak with him a lot better. 
I can speak with him just about anything and we always discussing politics and so on and so forth. I can't do that with my mother. My mother is a Jehovah's Witness. I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. So only thing I learned in that house was Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. And, you know, I attribute my mistakes in life a lot to that religion. You know, not to, you know, point fingers or play the blame game. But, you know, truth is the truth. Because if you're not being taught um, life skills and all you're being taught is a bunch of religion that makes absolutely no sense and is based purely on faith and no facts, then you have to sit there and scramble to learn on your own. I made a decision. Um, I sinned or what have you. And instead of me, you know, repenting or what have you, I um, I decided it wasn't for me because I, I never cared for the religion. So I, I, I saw that as my ticket out. So I got what you call disfellowshipped. And, you know, ever since then, I haven't looked back. But the repercussion of that was I basically, you know, haven't had support from my mother or my family. I mean, she has helped me. I have to say she has helped me in some cases where um, she was actually the last resort of help. I really needed the help. I, I'm, I'm a person. Anybody knows me. I am very um, dependent, independent. I'm not dependent, and um, I don't ask for help unless I really, really need it. And in those cases, I really needed it, and she was the last resort. But I, you know, I went on on a little bit of a tangent, you know, getting away from the point. But basically. Talking about black fathers. Now we know the stigma, and we and we know there's a lot of deadbeats out there. But there's a lot of fathers who do want to be in their children's life, and they still consider deadbeats. You know what I'm saying? And the stigma of deadbeats also comes from white supremacy because they, they you know, one of their talking points is always. You know, why don't y'all sit there and, and take care of y'all kids? Y'all make kids and don't want to take care of them and so on and so forth. There's a lot of black men. I see I see it for myself, a lot of black men with their kids. And I'm not even talking about walking with the mother with their kids. I'm talking about black men by themselves with the kids, spending time by themselves with the kids. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of that, a lot more than I don't see it. So, yeah, there are deadbeats out here, but there are some stand-up guys, you know, and, and, and that needs to be recognized more than the deadbeats. You know, the deadbeats will be considered accordingly. But I, I, I also, that, that kind of bridges off into what I wanted to talk about also, something that a lot of people don't really discuss, and that's child support. Now... I've been on child support, you know, ever since, you know, with my daughter. My daughter's 24 now, right? So I'm, I'm good with my daughter's case. Um, many times I fell behind, not, you know, to my own um, 
not 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 in my own um my, for my own reasons um but a lot of times I was in and out I was out of a job and you know they don't care when you lose a job that that arrears accumulates so then when you get a job again they sit there and double well now they 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 changed it but before they used to sit there and double it Whatever you was paying, you had to sit there and they took out double in your check if you was in arrears. Now they sit there and, and, and have you pay whatever you're paying plus another half of whatever you're paying to, to go towards the arrears. But um, with that, it, you know, if you still not keep it up or... You know, you're really behind in the rears. You know, it's like it's like interest. It's like a loan. It's like you're 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 paying on it forever, right? And this stuff is being taken out of the non-custodial parents' check. And basically, we we know majority of us have these low wages, right? We barely making it. We have these high rents. We have to eat. You know what I'm saying? So not to downplay what fathers have to do. I'm not downplaying that at all. But these rules, these policies, these laws are put in place with with no regard to the non-custodial parent and what he might have to sit there and, and um and pay. It's in full regard to the mother. Yes, and the mother has bills, the mother has to feed the child, and you know, so on and so forth. But the same way the mother has bills, the father has bills. And a lot of people, a lot of women take child support as some means to sit there and help pay with their bills and help paying their rent. No, it's not supposed to be for that. It's supposed to be specifically for the child and the child's needs, period. The roof over your head, you would have to pay for whether you had a child or not. The, that roof over your head is doesn't go up because you have a child there. You know what I'm saying? That rent is the, still the same. And the same way you have to pay that rent, the, the father, the non-custodial parent, has to pay the rent too. That's something that people don't consider, you know, when they want to throw that deadbeat title on there. And, and that's something people don't consider when men want to fight child support. They automatically looked at as, you know, not wanting to pay. That's not the case. The case is it might be bringing a, a bigger hardship on them. You don't know what their situation is. You don't know how many bills they have. You don't know, you know, they, you know, they might have to sit there and pay for a car only because they need that car back to go back and forth to go to work. Now, that leads into another problem. Now, the you know the pay, I always said the payment on child support never was a problem to me. Yes, I, I I I fell behind, but I caught up. I caught up plenty of times and fell behind again, 
and I caught up to the point now I'm good. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? My, I, I, I do pay child support on my on, on my son or what have you, but it's it's up to date and I don't and I don't mind if they even increase it. You know, I'll make sure I, I, I keep on top of it because I know the, the benefits of it and I know the ramifications of not keeping on top of it. But, you know, the biggest problem I've always had is child support has too much power. And what I mean by that is when you're in arrears, they can suspend your license. And sometimes they don't even give you a warning that they're suspending your license. You could sit there and be driving around with a suspended license and not even know it. I remember the first time I found out that they can suspend your license. I didn't know. And come to find out, because I, what, I, what happened was, you know, I used to live in Georgia and then I, I lived in Tampa for one year, but I never got a, a, a license in, in Tampa. I, I, I still had my um, Georgia license when I came back to New York. So when I came back to New York, I wanted to change my license back to, to the, um, the New York license. They said, we can't do that. I was like, why not? They was like, because you owe child support and you have to fix that before you, you're able to do it. And in actuality, your license been suspended since, you know, I came back in 2011. And they said my New York license was suspended since, I think, 2003, they said. And I don't even know why it was it, it was suspended since then, because then I was current. Well, actually, 2003, I was catching up. And by the time 2004 came around, I was current. Yeah, that's right. So I was anyway, once you're current, it's supposed to be reinstated. That's another problem. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't keep on top of them, they might not reinstate your, your thing when you're current. So anyway, I couldn't I couldn't um renew it right then. I had to I had to clear up my debt with them in order to um get it get it re um instated. And at that time you know, I was just getting back to New York. I was just trying to get back on my feet. So, of course, I didn't have the money. So I made a little uh, you know, payment arrangement with them or what have you. And, you know, I, I kept up with it. I kept up with it. But, you know, things things always happen. Uh, yo, if I if if it was up to me and I, I know a lot of people could say this, a lot of guys could say this. If it was up to me. You know, I would have never been behind a child. I would have never had to pay child support if it was up to me, you know, but things happen. I mean, like I said, there's been plenty of times I fell behind, but I caught up. I fell behind. I caught up. I mean, things happened. You know, I I had extra bills and, you know, and some sometimes it was my fault. Sometimes I let the rears build up a little too much. I'll be like, oh, well, I got to pay this and pay that. Uh, I'll, 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 you know what? I'll double up the next time, and then I won't do it. And that 
it's bad rap. I mean, I'll tell you, if all y'all fellas that might be listening to this, don't do that. Do not do that. Make sure, if you're on child support, make sure you keep up with it. But getting back to my point, when you sit there and you suspend the license, now, if you're in the, if the, the, the non-custodial parents in the position where they have to drive to get back and forth to work, or they have to drive for their job, now, that puts them in a position where they're not able to work. Now, if they're not able to work, they're not able to pay child support. So you're defeating the purpose. You're defeating the purpose of of the child support enforcement by sitting there suspending the license. That's why if I ever had the chance, and you know, and right now I'm 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 doing my MPA in public policy and administration. Um I don't know if I'm going to change the, the concentration, but the concentration is supposed to be court administration. If I ever had the chance to change anything about child support, I would change that policy. There has to be a better way to implement enforcement of child support. That is as backwards. It doesn't benefit the child. It doesn't benefit the non-custodial parent and it doesn't benefit the custodial parent at all. Now, another feature that is as backwards is now they don't really do it. I, don't, I mean, I never I haven't heard many cases or heard any cases here in New York, but I know definitely in Georgia they do it where if you're behind in the arrears you're, you're in arrears with child support. They can arrest you. They can have you arrested. Now, that is definitely ass backwards because if you're arrested, now you lost your job. Now you're in jail and you can't work unless you sit there and work in jail and what they give you like freaking 13 cent an hour or something like that. Now, you're in jail. You're locked up. You can't work. You can't pay child support. That arrears is still freaking building up. That's that's building up. The the arrears is still not um, getting paid. The child support is still not getting paid. The child is still not getting the child support. The mother is not getting the child support. So it, it, it defeats the purpose. It defeats the purpose and it helps no one but the government because you know for those that don't know the government actually gets money for every case of child support enforcement they do I think they get a, a, a dollar for every dollar collected so that's why they sit there and they, they enforce this so much. But their policies of enforcement don't benefit anybody. Not the not the people it's supposed to be benefiting if you're if you're you're really about, you know, helping the child and helping the mother of the child. So that is ass backwards. Then you have another feature. You have another feature 
where they can freeze your bank account. And many times they freeze your bank account without warning. So you might sit there and 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 they and they usually wait until like the end of the month or the very beginning of the month when bills are due. That's when they do it. So you might be getting ready to pay your rent and next thing you know you get a call saying that the check bounced. You sit there and you're like what? What why why the check bounce? I I got more than enough money to sit there and cover my rent for the month. Why the check bounce? You call the bank up. They say, oh, your, your, bank, your bank account has been frozen due to child support. Then you got to sit there and jump through all these hurdles. You got to sit there and give them three months bank, worth of bank statements and, and fill out paperwork. And then they have to forward it to some other office, the state office. Excuse me. They got to they got to send it to the state office and you have to wait for some result meanwhile your rent is still due and now they're going to sit there and charge you late fees and and guess what the office of child support enforcement is not going to sit there and give you the money back for them late fees and then guess guess what many banks when when a hold is being put on your account the bank charges you a fee so now, not only are you behind in rent, not only do you have to charge, I mean, pay a, a late fee, but you got to sit there and pay a bank fee and wait until they make a decision to sit there and re-release your account. That benefits no one. They still do not get their arrears paid. Now... You're 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 putting the non-custodial parent in more of a position to not catch up on their arrears because now they still got to worry about a place to stay. All right. They got to worry about a place to stay and they got to pay those late fees. And, and then what if those late what if that person, that non-custodial parent is really living from pay to che- paycheck to paycheck and those late fees is just enough to put them really in the hole. Now they playing catch up with these bills and they got to pay catch up with child support. So once again, it's an ass backwards policy. Then you have the power they have the power to sit there and take your income tax. Now, that policy, I, I, I'm not that much against because it doesn't really put you in a hardship. It just takes away the money. It takes away extra money that you might have been looking for. That's 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 what that does. So I'm I'm not so much against that, but. You know, that extra money that you, you could have gotten the refund, you know, could have helped catch up. It could have helped put the non-custodial per, um, parent in a better position to keep on top of their child support. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to speak too much on that because I don't think... That is a big, big problem. 
the one policy that comes from child support that I do um, think makes sense is the freezing of a passport. Now, if you owe back child support, you shouldn't be able to sit there and travel. And if you owe back child support, you shouldn't be able to sit there and go to another country and maybe hide out because you're avoiding that child support. So that one, I think, is the only one that makes sense. The only thing I don't think it makes sense about it is the threshold. In order for them to suspend your license or deny you, I mean, suspend your passport or deny you getting a passport is you have to be in arrears 2,500 or more. The threshold for them to freeze your bank account is only 300. You go over that 300, they can freeze your bank account for that little $300. The threshold for them to suspend your license, I believe, is is um, is either three hundred or one hundred fifty. I know the threshold is low. So the things that really affect you the most are the ones that have these low thresholds, and virtually people, guys who are in arrears, don't have money to travel. So the one thing that has the high threshold is the one thing that they're most likely not going to use. And I'm not saying and, and I'm not saying in all cases, because I mean, some guys might have that that kind of money or what have you. But that is based on the premise of the the the, the real deadbeats, because that's what I, I call the real deadbeats, the ones that really have the money and just refuse to pay it. Those are the ones that they're really targeting. But these are a lot of these policies. They don't hurt the ones that they really target. They hurt the ones that really want to do something or really trying to do something. Those are the ones that get hurt the most. The ones that they really target don't really care about it. You know, they'll drive with suspended licenses. They don't care. They'll sit there and, you know, some of them go as far as is, is um, using fake social security numbers to avoid paying child support. You know, they don't care. They don't care if, you know, their income tax is taken. They don't care if their license is suspended. They don't, they don't have bank accounts, so they don't care about that. It's the ones who are really trying to do it, you know. And it's like I, I, I used to write letters to New Avail and I used to sit there and say the only reason why I have a bank account is to pay bills. It's not because I actually have money to save. There's nothing saved in there. If you look at the, the, the um, bank statements, you'll see that just about every dollar that goes in comes right back out. I do it for the convenience of the direct deposit and the pay bills. In some jobs, they don't give paper checks. They they only do direct deposit, you know. So it, it, it's it's a hindrance, and I think that's something that a lot of people do not talk about. They, when they talk about child support, they talk about the deadbeat aspect, but they will not talk about 
the the ramifications of child support and how it really does hurt non-custodial parents. You know, I'm going to say non-custodial parents because sometimes it's not it's not the father. Sometimes the mother do be on child support. I mean, it's rare cases, but, you know, sometimes it, it does happen. So that's why, you know, for the most part, I use the term non-custodial parent. But um, that's a subject that um, a lot of people don't talk about. And, and, and maybe when it comes to this subject, a lot of people don't even know that child support has this kind of power. So, you know, if that's the case and you're listening to this, if you can share this, you know, and, and, and share this information with people that might, you know, need it, you know, go ahead and do so. And, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to end it out saying this is not a, a advocacy for ending child support or anything like that. It's not an advocacy for uh, encouraging uh, men not to pay. Well, I mean, if you listen to it, you know, I made no kind of encouragement of that sort. Um, and it's not solely against child support. I, I have always had a problem with their policies. I've always had a problem with their policies because it's, it's counterproductive and it's not really helping the child at all. You know, child support really is not about helping the child. And, <laughs> you know, you know, people may believe that. The government wants you to believe that, but it's not about that. They don't care because if they did, they wouldn't have these stupid policies in place. And with that, I'll end the podcast and you have a good day. You know, like, listen, share, you know. Um, Yeah, have a good day.